Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, Brett? What's happening? We're pumped. We're in a pennant race. Yeah, we're under 500 and we're in a pennant race. We're pumped. I just I love the way you describe the AL Central. I think you you, you are guys stink. Very eloquent. <laughs> AL stinks. The NL stinks. But that makes for exciting baseball. Actually, yes. for those cities, everybody's kind of in it. I keep hearing, you know, there's 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 guys that are obvious, obviously out of it. There's there's a handful of teams that are obviously this isn't your year. Uh, then there's a bunch of uh, teams that you're obviously in this thing, and then there's the the middle guys. Cleveland is not in the middle category. They are in a serious pennant race, all hands on deck. So I laugh when I hear, oh, should this team be a buyer or a seller? It's like, it's obvious. It's right there on paper. You got a chance to win. I've learned that one thing I've learned in this game, as long as I played, is if you got a chance, you go for it. And it's all hands on deck. That's what I think everybody should do because it's so fleeting. The chances are so few. You know, you think, oh, we'll get them next year. There'll be plenty of opportunities. Baseball's not like that. They don't just hand these rings out. So as a player on the ground, I'm always uh, so excited when I have an ownership that's, hey, we're going for it. Because it's amazing the difference it makes in that clubhouse. Uh, when you have management that's got your back and, and going for it. And then I've been on teams where management's kind of like, well, we don't know. And it, and it, it kind of isolates you like, all right, well, I guess it's, it's us 25 in this room now, 26 against the world. But, but when management's got your back and they're on the same page, it makes a world of difference from the mental, from the mental standpoint. Brett Boone's joining us. He's the host of the Brett Boone podcast, an Odyssey original featuring the most notable names in the MLB and all around sports every week. Brett, I, I agree with you. And in baseball today, you see guys get traded to teams and you think that's all it costs to get that guy. And that's why if I'm the Guardians, I'm okay with making some moves because I think you can improve your team without giving up drastic prospects that will hurt you for years to come. I, I think you can tweak it a little bit and make yourself better. You think that's viable? I think it's definitely viable. I think the Guardians could go out and, and make a splash in that market. They're only what are they out now? Two games? Game and a half. Game and a half. Yeah. Game and a half game and a half to the twins. Ooh, another team. They're not that good. You know, they're 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 fine, but they're not that good. I, I still think Cleveland is is the best team in that division. Time will tell and, and the next two and a half months is gonna is gonna tell the story. But I think they're the best team in that division. The, the only thing about that that uh, central division and the same goes true for the, the nationally central division. There's going to be no wild card coming out of that division. So you either win division or you go home. Uh, <clears throat> that's the only difference this year. But uh, guardians to me, I would be disappointed if they didn't make a run. And the, the only thing that holds it back. Yeah. It, 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 uh, there's a little cause for concern with Bieber being out McKenzie. I, I'm hearing, you know, I'm, I'm not on the I'm not on the ground there in Cleveland. From what I'm hearing, it's going to be they're going to be excited if he gets back this season. Obviously, a year ago he was a huge 
part of that part of that Cleveland run and getting to the postseason. He's been out. Uh, Quantrill went down, uh, but but the other guys are holding up. This young kid Williams is doing a good job. He's got an ERA under four. Uh, bullpen's really good, and and I still think have if if not the best, one of the best closers in the game. So you know they play defense well. They're a team. They got a great guy at the helm in in Francona. So all the pieces are there for Cleveland to make a run and and win this central division. So it's going to be interesting down the stretch. It's going to be interesting for a lot of cities. The thing I like about this and being a being a not I don't want to use the term old school, but being a purist of the game, a guy that's that's you know baseball transcends generations. I don't like a lot lot of change you know i'm for change as possible but some of the changes have surprised me i've actually liked them uh this format with this playoff situation where where 12 teams go to the postseason we've never seen that before in, in baseball history you know you go back 30 years ago and and four teams made it to the postseason you had one playoff run and then you have the world series and that was great for that time which made that 162 so important back then now the 162, of course, there's some importance to it, but it's not the most important thing. The important thing is to play good enough to grab a playoff spot. I think it's good for the game. I think it keeps a lot more cities involved a lot longer. And I think overall from an entertainment value, me as a fan now watching, I've been very entertained by the postseasons over the last five, six years where I've really started to pay attention again. I think, it, I think it's really good. And, and I just think because we can have this talk right now. You know, years ago, the record that the Guardians have, we wouldn't have this discussion. You'd be talking about football right now. But now, because of the new format, there's some excitement. At, hey, we're right in this thing. We're a game and a half out, so let's go. All right, Brett, let's talk about the Bengals and Browns week one. No, I'm just kidding. You got the wrong. You got the wrong guy. Ah, I'm just teasing you. You know, you talked about the clubhouse dynamic, and I, I just I think it's fascinating what you say, especially here before the trade deadline. Like, if you're in the clubhouse and they don't make a move, does that make you feel like, oh, the front office believes in us, and we're gonna go with what we got because they believe in us right now? Or if they don't make a move. Is it? Oh, they didn't want to make us any better. I like. I, I. What's it like to sit in that clubhouse? There's. There's a fine line. That's a. That's a great topic. I think because <clears throat> I've been on some teams where right at the deadline we made a big move. That shoots. Uh, that shoots uh, some some air into that clubhouse. Like wow, they got our back. You know, we're laboring a little bit now. We're in this, but management is really in this uh, as well. I've also been to some trade deadlines where it's like, how do we not? make a move right there. And then I, I go back to the 01 and there's been critics on that 01 Mariner team, won 116 games. And there were critics going, well, how did they not bolster that starting rotation? I'm kind of from the, <clears throat> from the line of, you know, things were so magical and so good that year. I was okay with management standing pat at the deadline. It's like, how do you mess with a team that wins this much? So I wasn't a critic of management that particular year saying, you know, they, they stood pat at the deadline. They didn't go out and add a big starting, starting pitcher, but I wasn't, I wasn't descending there. I thought, no, this team is so good. And why would you mess with anything with this team? So there's kind of three foods of thought right there, three lines of thought. Um, but I do know <clears throat> in the past at the all-star break, you're sitting there at the all-star break, there's the festivities. It's a lot of fun. It's three days of entertainment and uh, home run derbies and all that stuff. But those teams on the bubble, those teams that have a chance, 
kind of that middle section I talked about, not the guys that are in and not the guys that their season's over that middle section. I think those clubhouses that I've been in, in my career, it's a time where you kind of look at each other as players and say, listen, the next two, three weeks, when you're two, three weeks away from that trade deadline, this is our time to show management that we're the real deal and they need to go bolster us. So this, this little time frame right now, this window, the next two weeks, a lot of teams are playing to, to prove to that general manager, no, we're buyers, we're not sellers. And it can go either way. You have a rough two weeks and you end up on the bad side of the ledger. You have a great two weeks. Now you're sitting there. Now it's management's time to do their job. So believe me, a lot of teams out there that are in that middle tier are thinking right now, we play good. They're going to go out and get us that piece that we need to put us over the top. So uh, this is a crucial time right here these next next couple weeks. Brett Boone joining us, host of the Brett Boone Podcast. It's an Odyssey original, and you can get it uh, on the Odyssey app. I, I think your career, Brett, <clears throat> screams something that the Guardians should pay attention to. Uh, you, you weren't the biggest major league player, and you had some power when you started, and you developed even more power as you went through your career. Our organization doesn't appear to be very good at developing power hitters. How do you develop power hitters? Well, I don't know. I don't know necessarily that you develop them. I mean, I, I think you're, and, and here's the problem I have with today's game. Some things I have a problem with, some things I don't. But this is the one thing I have from the hitting aspect is what they tell you is important. When I was a player, it was what? It was, would you hit? How many homers you hit? How many runs did you drive in? Right. Now, if you were a, if, if you were a base stealer, Stolen bases was your game. So that was a, a real important metric. Nowadays, they've kind of poo-pooed the average, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, they, they've gone away from the RBI, and it's basically on-base percentage and how many balls do you hit over, the, hit over the fence. Well, that's a tough metric, and that's the way kids are brought up today in their mind. It's important that I hit the ball over the fence. Well, let me tell you, everybody isn't born to hit the ball over the fence. Some people are predisposed. You, they're not power hitters. doesn't matter how strong you are. doesn't matter how, matter how much you bench press. If you don't have that, that swing, that technique, you're never going to be a power hitter. And I think of the great players that I played against that weren't power hitters. I think of Omar Vizquel. What a great player on both sides of the ball. Turned into a really good hitter. And it didn't matter what you did. He was not going to hit the ball over the wall. What, what would he be today? And now I see a lot of guys that aren't home run hitters coming up, especially young, thinking, i got to hit the ball over the wall or I'm not going to be. I think because of that, you become a lesser hitter. Mm. I've, never, I, I've never met a home run hitter uh, where it was home run first and then hitting second. You know, The more good at bats you have, home runs will come. And the guys that are home run hitters are going to hit home runs and the guys that aren't. They're not. You can always improve, you know, on your on your power. But you are what you are. You know, <laughs> you are what you are. You're not. You're not. You're not born a, a quarterback if you don't have that arm. You can develop the best arm you have, but that doesn't mean you're going to have a cannon. And and it's just same thing with hitting home runs. They try to make everybody a home run hitter and on base percentage. And and I just don't think it's right. I I preach. Good at bats, good hitters, and then you will match. If if you have as many quality at bats as you can over the course of 100, 162 games, whatever your power number is, it's going to be optimized. It's going to be the best because you're have you're giving yourself a chance and get having good at bats consistently. 
If you're just thinking power, well, you're not going to have as many good at-bats, so you're probably going to hit less home runs. So that's my problem with developing home run hitters. It's like, yeah, we all have a, a set of skills we're born with, and let's, let's expand on them and be the best we can be. But you just can't turn a guy that's a 5'10 home run guy into a 30 home run guy, even though that's what our generation says or this current generation says is important. Brett, last question. I'm just curious your thoughts on Shohei Otani. I think he's going to make the next two weeks. I think this is going to be – I mean, he already makes the game great by what he's able to do on the field. And I think before we get to the trade deadline, the more rumors and stuff you hear about him, it just makes the game so much more interesting. Wildly entertaining. It's very yeah. it, it's, it's very entertaining. I've run out of words to describe what I'm seeing on a daily basis. I was watching the game last night playing the Yankees, and he just said, oh, I'll just hit another home run, 35, leaving the league in home runs. And then every fifth day, I'm throwing 100 on the mound and, and one of the premier pitchers in the game today. I can't say enough about what I'm seeing. I didn't think I'd ever see it in our lifetime. Mm. I am. It's truly remarkable. I think what people – it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be – $600 million. It's not going to be a matter of the money. There's going to be eight or nine suitors out there for Shohei Otani. He changes the culture wherever he goes, uh, just from a worldwide and, and eyeballs. But I think what people are, are not talking about that much is if the money's all equal, when he came over here, he chose the Angels. He could have gone to the Yankees. He got, could have gone to the Boston Red Sox. He chose the Los Angeles Angels for a reason. Did he love that? that much so why all of a sudden are the angels not the favorite to re-sign him okay he's over here now he's created this he's blazed this trail he's unbelievable he's his own entity he's a he's a marketable guy but it's like he chose the angels to begin with so why wouldn't he change i think Artie marino had the team for sale took him off the market because he wanted to sign Joey otani i think he's happy and when players make decisions, especially offensive players, where are you comfortable? Where do you like to hit? Where do you hit well? Do I like the mound in Anaheim? That's important. I'm going to be here for the next 10 years. I'm going to raise my kids here. Not a bad place in Newport Beach uh, in Southern California. That being said, it might be a time for him to go well. Or how committed they are, are they to winning? Because we all want to win. It's funny. We come up. We want to be great players. We want to go to the one all I think it's to a point where I want to Where's the best for me to win? But is that a place I want to stay? Do I want to be there the next 10 years? Do I want to raise my kids there? Lots of questions, but I don't counting the fact that he chose Anaheim in the beginning. Some uh, rings with Shoei Otani to Southern California and Angeles Angels. Brett, that's a great point. We, we always love talking to you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, and of course, uh, we'll be listening to the Brett Boone podcast as well. So thank you, Brett. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Brett. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. He, Of course, he was on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline.